Founded in 1682 by William Penn, Europeans first settled in Pennsylvania in 1637, although several tribes of indigenous people occupied the land for centuries before this. Pivotal in the French and Indian Wars, the Seven Years' War, the American Revolution, and the United States Civil War, it is no surprise that with such a rich history, our state has developed a culture that is distinctive and multifaceted. Full of legends and real-life heroes who risked everything for their beliefs, today Pennsylvania retains strong elements of folk culture developed by a combination of ideologies practiced by the varied ethnicities of original settlers, Native Americans, and shared experiences. Legends and lore passed down over centuries reveal philosophies that are as superstitious as they are religious and even scientific, resulting in a microculture found nowhere else. You are listening to Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore, where we believe that behind every great story, there is a nugget of truth. In each episode, your hosts, Ethan and Holly, will attempt to uncover that truth and preserve a part of our incredible Pennsylvanian lifestyle. Hey everybody and welcome back to Pennsylvania Life, Legend, and Lore. As a little extra bonus for you guys, we're going to start um, a little new segment about staff stories here at the Sholly Insurance Agency. This way you can get to know us as individuals and also let you know that we are not just boring insurance agents. All right, so first up on our list of agents and employees that we have here, we have Trish joining us. So Trish, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So we're gonna start off just kind of bugging Trish with a whole bunch <laughs> of questions so you guys can just get a feel for how lovely Trish is and just get to know her a little bit. So our first question for you is what are your favorite hobbies and pastimes? I love cooking, baking and canning and we do a small garden every year so I can enter my canned goods into the county fair. I didn't know you entered them into the fair. I do. Yep. Red beets and applesauce. Do you ever have issues with your canning? I only ever can like the salsa that I make? I've never done salsa. No. I stick to the easy stuff. <laughs> she makes the best pickles. <laughs> you should put the pickles in the fair. I, I have done that once or twice. Yeah. And have you won with your pickles? I usually place with pretty much everything that I put in. My beets have gotten first the past couple years, so that's kind of cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing to bake? Oh my, anything. It just depends what my kids want that day. If baking, I had a hobby for baking, I would be so much larger than I am already. So I feel like I can't take up baking. That's, I just bring everything in here. That's true. Then Ethan eats it. <laughs> I feel like that's false. <laughs> I don't really have a sweet tooth. Well, you I have a that. selective sweet tooth. I guess you're He's just... why I make the salsa. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like the most rewarding thing when you're canning is when you start to hear like the pinging. Yes. And you're like, yes, I did it. Yes. <laughs> That's always the best. Yes, 100%. What was the last TV show that you binge watched? The Office. 
I still will watch oh, it every yes. night. Yep. So do we! Yep. I just told him. <laughs> Should I say it? I told him to highlight things. Things on his his list and I said to put them in green so he remembers to go ahead and shut up about it. <laughs> I feel like all of our normal conversations are just like office quotes. Yes. <clears throat> How many times have you watched it? Uh, I'm still finding some episodes that I haven't seen. What? So, I know. How? Well, when Andy came on board, I lost interest a oh, little bit. You were one of those people. I was. I'm Team Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're you're still rookie to it then, because we're on like four times through it. Yeah. Like three years ago. No. <laughs> we're probably in the. We, I, we're probably here. in the six to nine range, somewhere in there. Well, we've watched it so many times that after our daughter Riley was born, the theme song for The Office would come on and she would stop what she was doing and, like, pay attention and, like, kind of, like, That's do amazing. a little groove thing to it. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I'm like, she even heard it, like, she in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Are you a night owl or an early bird? Really neither. I like my sleep. But, yeah, I would rather get up early though. True. I think. I don't know. My husband might not agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when I was younger, I was definitely more of a night owl. But then I feel like as you get older, you just have mm -hmm. to make a switch. Yeah, my kids go to bed at six thirty, so I'm in my PJs by yeah. seven. So it's like, what else is there to do? <laughs> I know. I feel like when people talk about, they're like, oh yeah, like we're gonna go out, and this something starts at like nine. I'm like, what? Even seven. I'm like, like, you guys are crazy. Oh. I'm like, you can't start your night then. Mm -hmm. <coughs> My son does not get up till 1030 at night. That's exhausting to hear. <laughs> that shit shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, our kids are such night owls. We, we try so hard. We tried like the seven o'clock bedtime mm -hmm. and we just ended up there and there for the same amount of time. Oh my word. Just didn't get as much done at night because we were there from seven. Yeah. Oh, Kids really change well. your life. They do. Even in the summer, though, mine are in bed at 7.30. Maybe we'll push it to 8 o'clock this year. But they just get grouchy. And, like, they mm -hmm. want to Well, now to they have a routine. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you got to right. stick to it. You're right. I feel like that. what's frustrating about that is when people don't understand. You're like, no, this is my kid's bedtime. Mm -hmm. This is when they need to go to bed. You're like, I'm not going to deal with them when they're all cranky because right. they didn't do it. So, yep. yeah. So do you have a favorite book or a movie, and why is it your favorite? My favorite movies are The Wedding Date, The Proposal, Monster-in-Law, um, really any romantic comedy. I'm like, I feel like a theme is yeah. coming over yeah. here. <laughs> or I will never pass by Shrek or Despicable Me 1 and 2 if they're on TV. I oh want to watch gosh. them every time. Despicable Me, I'm I feel like a I child. <laughs> By heart now. Mm -hmm. Riley's been watching it. What did she say this morning? Oh my goodness. I was in the room and she said whatever she said. Oh, it'll come to me. Something from the movie. Now it's gonna bother me. <laughs> like, I feel like it's funny because people, people are talking about like the different movies that they're watching and I'm like, yeah, I, I see like cartoons all day. Yep. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't really know what's out there anymore. Right. Even after my kids go to bed, I'm like, well, Bluey's on, so yeah. I can watch Bluey. <laughs> Unless 
the office Bluey's happens good. to be on. <laughs> I like Bluey. It, it was tolerable at first, and then she started watching it too much, and I'm like, mm. okay, well. But I prefer it over some of the other kids' shows that are out there. I feel like there's a little bit of adult entertainment in there, yeah. so you can actually, like, tolerate watching mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Other um, than things like super kitties. Oh, yeah, they're big into that now. <laughs> yeah, Except that one I could do without. Except when, when we watch our nephew and he can't say his... His K's. His K's are his T's. Oh, yeah. So he runs around saying he's watching, you know, Super Kitties, but can't say K. But the K is the T. So then Uncle Ethan just keeps saying, what are you watching? What are you watching? Yeah, I like tagging about that. Oh, I'll miss it when it goes. I know. Everly was saying Pisketti last night, and Kendall was trying to correct her, and I was like, we don't need to correct her just yet. He's like, but she's, she's doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really bothering him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're getting juicy. What's the most embarrassing moment of your life so far? Being in that, that you for can a share. podcast. What? <laughs> no. So, there was a time when I was working at my old job, the one in between when I was here, and... Um, it was during COVID, so we weren't used to customers coming into the pharmacy. So I would sing very loudly at the top of my lungs. And I was singing a Carrie Underwood song and dancing Ooh. uncontrollably and didn't realize that the door had opened. And not only was it a customer, but it happened to be my neighbor from down the street. So it's not like someone that <laughs> I can like, get know. away from. <laughs> yeah. And. Oh my God. Yep. So that happened. That's awesome. Yeah. Did they say anything or were they just like um, entertained? I think it was just as embarrassing for her. To She's like, I don't, I don't know what to do way. about this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. So can you tell us about the most influential, the three most influential people in your life and how they impact you? So my three would have to be my dad. Um, I definitely got my work ethic from him. I worked for him for a long time and didn't appreciate why he was a little harder on me than the other employees until I got older. But now I'm very grateful to have that experience and that work ethic that he instilled in me. Mm. My mother, I definitely copy her parenting style a lot. Um, I've learned a lot from her and got very lucky that I was given the parents that I have. My third one would be God. Um, I try to live and show love in the way that we're supposed to according to the Bible. So that's a big influence in my life. I try to do that as best I can. But I'm still human, so you know, it doesn't always happen. But we I try. try. We try. We try. That's all we can do. Thankfully, he gives us grace, so yeah. we can Very thankful move on. for that. <laughs> You mean nothing ever gets you frazzled? You're a frazzleless person. Does anyone ever frazzle me, Ethan? No. <laughs> I've never heard any stories. I'm surprised you used the word frazzled. That's what came to mind. <laughs> I find it like interesting though, because I feel like you saying your mom, when like you're growing up, you're always like, why is she doing that? Like why? Yeah. Like, you know, like why do parents do that? Yeah. And then like once you're a parent yourself, you're like. 
Like, okay. Oh, yep. I get, I get it. it. I yeah. get the because I said so. Yeah. You know? Yes. I get that stuff yes. now. <laughs> My mom and I were very close growing up, and that continues now. So I definitely, and she's still the first person I call if I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. I love how that's the thing. Like, yes. as you're an adult, like, when you're, like, a teenager, you're like, mommy. I don't want to talk to my mom. <laughs> or, like, you know what I mean? And then, like, they're always, I'm always like, hey, mom. Yep. What, how do I do this? Or, right. What does this mean? <laughs> yep. Yep. What is an insult that you've received that you're actually proud of? A lot of people say that I'm too caring and that it, I don't know. I kind of, my husband will say a little, a lot, like, don't let that affect you. Like, it doesn't concern you, but yet I feel like I'm supposed to try to help people as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So. How are you not supposed to let it affect you? Right. Yeah, he says I let it affect me too much, and I care a little too much. <laughs> what is a common myth about your job or field of expertise? Insurance is boring. I feel like that's the number one thing. Yes, it is boring. It is the most exciting. (laughs) You sound boring saying that. It really isn't boring. I mean, you never know what's coming across your desk that day. It's just like any other job that you have like ups and downs, Mm -hmm. and you never know sometimes what the day is going to bring. You come in with like, I'm going to do this, this, and this today, and get none of it done, right? Because you have all sorts of other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. The material (laughs) is boring. But the actual job, for me, yeah. is exciting. Well, no, 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 it's fun, exciting, challenging, all of the above. Right. But yeah, the material is, is pretty. Your initial test that you have to take is boring. That is just and... horrible. <laughs> I mean, unless you're studying to take the insurance test, it's fantastic, and insurance <laughs> is great, and we're hiring, so come talk to us. <laughs> but once you get past that hurdle. Once you get past mm-hmm. the test that you will never use more than 10% of the test <laughs> in your entire insurance life. I mean, trust me, we have holes in our garage wall from when you were taking your test. <laughs> so, it's that much fun. Uh, that's <laughs> it's a fact. It is a fact. It is frustrating. And I may have put... Right, just like any job, there are frustrating aspects to it, but there's also good and fun things to it. Mm-hmm. What is the most important lesson that you've learned over your career? Definitely to have patience. You get a lot of people who don't understand this, and it's important to try to uh, be sympathetic with that and try to explain it to your the best of your ability. Because if I didn't deal with it every day, I would have lots of questions too. Exactly. I feel like that's why all places of business have like customer service because we can't all be experts in everything so definitely it's good to especially those people who have question after question after question you just have to be like okay yep thought i answered that but we'll go again Mm -hmm. is there one thing in your career that you did not expect when i was in personal lines we had an older client who was going to be canceled their homeowners was going to be canceled because of some moss growing on the roof of the shed that they never used. And so on a Saturday, I went out there and cleaned the lady's roof off, which I never thought I'd be doing in insurance, but she kept her homeowners and we didn't have to go through rewriting it and trying to find something else. So, oh, I don't think I knew that. 
This is why you should come to the shop agency. <laughs> we have an upper level of customer service. We have agents that are awesome and really care. <laughs> That's really cool. I don't think I knew that story either. Yeah, we actually kind of had this Why was that friendship. an issue, though? If they didn't have, like... You wouldn't think that that because would be they were still having it insured, they wouldn't exclude coverage on it. That just is crazy. Yeah, but she and I actually kind of had this friendship blossom up over that. She came out and sat with me and talked, and then we ran into each other a couple times out and about. And Aww. yeah. So what sweet. did you use to get the moss off? What do you remember. use to do that? Probably not the correct thing. <laughs> Is there a proper tool? To yeah, I'm pretty sure I just scraped it off with something. And that was... Enough. Yeah, as long as the moss was gone, they were fine to be on it. That's just bizarre. Aww, oh, see how sweet Trish is? How much <laughs> companies are, are they? I get they have to stick to their rules and regulations and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but... That's kind of an odd one. I don't, I don't think I would have thought that... Yeah. It would be canceled because of what's on mm -hmm. your shed. Yeah, and like we, we talked to on your the house. company about it a lot, trying to get it. Like, can we just exclude <clears throat> coverage on the shed? Because it was just there. She mm -hmm. wasn't using it. So would they have wanted her to, like, replace the roof on the shed? I think so. Either that or tear it down. Goodness yeah. gracious. Was she using it? <laughs> no, it was just... It was just there. On the property. Mm -hmm. Jeez. Yeah. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, probably... I can't stand the sound of someone chewing. Mm. That drives me up a wall. Yeah. Yep. I'm on board it's with that It's a problem. One. It's actually a phobia. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I... I... It's got to be called something. Yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> it's definitely a real thing. That's like the grossest sound in the entire world. <laughs> You've complained about my chewing on occasions when I'm... It's not even that obnoxious. You're just like, you're chewing because mm -hmm. it's a gross noise you like yes <laughs> I don't know if it's because you can kind of like picture somebody like eating as well as the sound yeah. I know we're grossing misophonia misophonia maybe misophonia misophonia there you go it's real it's it could real not thing. be pronounced correctly <laughs> but it is a thing <laughs> just can be chewophobia Chewophobia. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> that that one makes sense. That one's easier. <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Honestly, I'd probably be here. Really? I like the change of seasons, even though I complain about the winter. And I complain about the heat, but if I didn't have both, I would I would miss it. What about on days like we have today where it starts off winter? Right. And ends. It's kind like of funny because like you can't get that everywhere. Like it's a True. Pennsylvania thing. <laughs> but I feel like in the morning, I'm like, I don't know what to wear. Right. Because, like, I'm cold in the morning, but in the afternoon, I'm hot. Yeah. There are literally memes about Pennsylvania. Right. Being able to plow in the morning and know in the afternoon. Yep. That's yeah. true. We are a very unique mm -hmm. weather we state. Are. And we don't really have to worry about tornadoes all that often or earthquakes true. or any of that crazy stuff. Hurricanes. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm good here. We don't get the brunt of them, though. No, we just get rain. That's true. Yeah. yeah we don't, we don't even really get, like, much, like, hail mm -hmm. kind of stuff either. Nope. I'm good here. Look, Trish is convincing me to stay here. 
Were you thinking about no. leaving? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless we open up like a Shally Agency, South Carolina or something. Like Aruba. Ooh, so, there we go. Sure. So if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? How loving or caring I am. Aww. Which oh, we talked about is is a downfall sometimes too, but... But it's a good thing. Yeah. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment? My kiddos. When they're behaving. <laughs> Otherwise you're like, I didn't do that. <laughs> no, that, that is that's all their dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I have two beautiful, wonderful children that I'm very proud of. Do you keep all of their little drawings? Not all of them. <gasps> I accidentally <laughs> threw one of Riley's away last night. She's like, she where's this? Mm -hmm. No, she didn't find oh. it. She's just like, where is it? And I'm like... You must have put it somewhere. I, I don't know where it is. Yeah. Oh, so all this time I thought yeah, you she just was no. <laughs> and here I'm trying to help. She puts little scribbles on everything, yeah. and then she's like, "Look what I did." You just can't keep yeah. them all. My office has quite a few in there, and they look for them. If they Facetime me, they will oh. ask to see them, or if they come in, they they you better will make look sure for them. you put yep. them back up. <laughs> they are up. They are up. <laughs> Is there any subjects you'd like us to cover in our podcast? I think it would be really cool to learn more about the ghosts of Gettysburg or Centralia. Centralia is a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like Gettysburg would take like Gettysburg could six be a, months. Yeah, that could be a big <laughs> There's undertaking. There's a lot of ghosts. There's yeah. a lot in on Gettysburg. Gettysburg. And there's also on 104 when you're like going to go up the mountain, there's a historical sign about a massacre that occurred there. Oh. And I think learning about some local events like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Look, she just I can't remember. like three big ones. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, what massacre it was, but there's a little blurb on it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So just to get to know Trish here at our agency, tell us um, what you do here at the agency, how long you've been here. I primarily work in commercial lines now. I was in personal lines for five years then left to help my family open a business and came back two years ago on the commercial side of things. That's how great we are. She, <laughs> she came back. She worked for her back. family. She came, came back. back. Yes. We are very no glad offense, she came back. family. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we got her. We won. <laughs> And what Trish didn't say is currently she works with myself and mm -hmm. Jared, so if you are a client of myself or Jared, then you have probably already talked with or will be talking, will be talking with Trish okay. at some point. Yep. And what's your favorite thing about the agency? I'm putting you on the spot here. This wasn't in your question. Working with you every day. I don't buy that for <laughs> one second. No, I, I love working here. It's a fun environment. Um, obviously the pranks are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do. You guys are little pranksters. Yeah, we do have a fair share of pranks. I actually owe two select people a prank back. One of them sitting in this room and the other one who is at another <laughs> location today. So is that an episode? We should talk about the office pranks. The office <laughs> pranks, there you go. That would be a good one. If you liked what you heard in this episode, be sure to follow Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore on your preferred podcast platform to stay up to date on new content. Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore is produced by Harv Productions, LLC.